Shroom for Two, Episode 12, Battle Royale with Cheese. All right, Joey, you asked for my best, and I intend to give it. Yugi, I won't insult you by giving you anything less than my all. I'm going to come at you hard, right from the start. How'd it come to this, after all we've been through? Two of a pair, now on opposite sides From the very start, with honor we've two Watched each other's back and we battled with pride We are closer than brothers well, Now we have to fight each other And we trust our faith to the heart of the cards No matter what, let the game begin No matter what, we're the best men Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Shroom for Two, uh, where we play a bunch of games against each other. I'm Taylor. And I'm Mike. And we decided, because both of us are in the, the budget battle tournament, as listeners will know, and we are ready to face each other for our semifinal fight. And instead of doing all of that and also doing a full show, we've decided to combine the two. So uh, just as a quick refresher, this is a tournament where your entire deck has to be commons and uncommons, and you're only allowed eight rares. So each player had to choose two plant heroes and two zombie heroes, build some decks using those restrictions, and fight each other uh, in a bracket with uh, best two out of three. Um, And so this is the semifinal match, um, and it's best three out of five now, so we'll be playing up to five games against each other. Um, and we're paired up in this round. Some of my games up until now have actually been pretty close. You know, I've, I've won some squeakers, um, and I just finally lost my first game uh, this past round. And uh, so I'm excited to see how well my decks face up against yours. While I was editing last week's episode, I fought my quarterfinal match, and I got my doors blown off by, like, a Zomblob God draw firsthand, mm. and then won two very, very close games. So props to Nitrous Ghost for giving me everything I can handle. I didn't get to play against my quarterfinal opponent until today. We had some hard time getting in touch with each other. We were separated by six hours from time zones. Um, but I was playing against uh, SPI X86-3, um, and uh, I did pretty well in game one. Um, then game two, I got totally blown out by, like, Hardachoke combo uh, nut draw, like, you know, turn four um, uh, Venus flytrap planet and then just like Hardachoke, 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 I'm dead. And so that, that was pretty nasty. Um, but I managed to win game three. So so we're here fighting each other in the semifinals. And uh, so let's talk about how this is going to work. Um, so we've got up to five games to play against each other, like I said. And so we are going to record this segment that you're hearing now. Um, and then we're going to stop recording. We're going to play our games against each other and record those, which are going to end up on YouTube. Then afterwards, we're going to talk about how the games went. So what we want to do, have you all listen to this until we say to stop and then stop and then watch the the playlist on YouTube of all our games that we played against each other. Um, and then uh, when the podcast comes back, we will um, have already played the games and we'll talk about how they went. All right. So everybody at home, place your bets and... Get ready to pause at the sound of the beep or clap or whatever we're going to use and enjoy the fights. Beep! All right, well. GG, my friend. Yeah, what a game. Like, that lived up to expectations. I mean, it lived up to my expectations because I won and it was really interesting. But that was that was some really, really good fights. And 
some really fun decks going on. Yeah, um, I I mean, it didn't live up to my expectations because I I made a huge mistake. Um, but I mean, it's a uh, it's a it was a good teaching moment. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Everybody gets to hear me be all mad. Magic players call it when you make a really easy mistake that causes you to lose. They call it a punt. You're the sports guy. I don't know what your opinion of that is, but um, that last play of mine in game five was most definitely a punt. I should have just played a cheese shover and killed the the P thing um, rather than try to close the game out right away with Flamenco Zombie. That was just the wrong move, and I paid the price. Yeah, I was I was really worried about uh, about an alien ooze coming at me, and like I knew that you had cheese shover in there, and that was that was a really good pick because there's not really anything you can do about that. Like, it's a wonderful anti-meta card for that. And, yeah, it it took me a, a bit of time just looking at my hand, wondering, hmm, I'm going to lose. I wonder if I can make lethal out of what I have in my hand. And I could. And it, it feels really strange in that my combustible deck is like a repeat moss combo deck, but I keep winning with combos that don't involve repeat moss at all. But I'm not going to complain too much about that. I'm the sky shooter was a really late addition because I was running uh, like three cabbage poults earlier, but mm. decided no, I'd, I'd rather have a little more things with big numbers, and there really are not a lot of uh, green commons that have just really high stats. Um, okay, so let's let's go through the games one by one, and let's also, let's talk about the decks as well. Um, so in game one, I was playing Beta Caratina, and you were playing the Smash. Since this is a tournament where we're only allowed to use eight rares, I'm going to talk about what the rares were. I think that's a, that's a fine idea. Also post the deck list, why not? At least I'll post mine. I'll, you can keep yours a secret since you're still in the tournament. But so my rares were four Chili Peppers and four Tricorns. And it was just like a kind of mid-rangey deck that had, you know, basically all the free stuff in it, four Snowdrops, only had two... Um, uh, what do you call it, uh, snow peas, and then four iceberg lettuces, and then besides that, I just had, like, you know, spike weed sector and plantern and primal potato mine and stuff like that. Yeah, my, my smash deck, originally, I, I thought about doing a sports deck, and then I saw the fun that you could have by playing, uh, primeval yeti after playing flag zombie, so it's a turn cheaper, and, like, like, this is the smash deck that if you go back a year and change to when I was first playing this game. Like, I was running a deck very similar to this, just the smash and fill your board with a bunch of little dudes and swarm them and rush them real fast. And Primeval Yeti is a perfect addition to that kind of deck. I'm running four Primeval Yetis. Uh, wow. Two Escape Through Times and two Cosmic Yetis because I wanted to give myself a little more, uh, like, a source of generating more cards. And this, this paid off wonderfully. Yeah, it's comeuppance for me because I was really trash talking Primeval Yeti last week. I had to bite my tongue a bit while we were talking about it because I didn't want to to tip my hand about this fun combo I had going on. Yeah, well, you you really blew me out in that game, and um, that's really all there is to say on the matter. I mean, the the Beta Caratina deck I think was quite good. Um, I didn't really get a draw that allowed me to be proactive with freezing stuff, and I mean, you just filled your board and made it bigger than anything that I could play, so like, I was just kind of I was just kind of DOA. Yeah, this this deck relies a lot on having the Yeti ready to go at the time, and getting flat like, playing a flag zombie on turn three is the ideal situation, and I drew it on turn three in this case. Having the Yeti to follow up, it really does, like, it builds your board so big, so fast that there's nothing they can do. Okay, so uh, game two, I was playing my Electric Boogaloo deck. 
um, which is definitely my favorite of the four decks that I made. It is a um, it's a it's ostensibly a dancing deck, but it's kind of got a lot of of technology. So it's got um, two primordial cheese shovers, two gizzard lizards, two um, squirrel herders, the gravestone destroy another berry, a single jester, and a single uh, final mission. Um, and then besides that. It was just the good dancing stuff. So flamenco zombie, uh, disco zombie, um, party crasher, or no, I'm sorry, not party crasher, unlife of the party, and um, conga zombie. Conga zombie is very good with electric boogaloo's uh, destroy a damage plant draw card uh, superpower. Um, and then I also had just some um, some mid rangey uh, good threats. Uh, so I had uh, haunting zombie, the two one that gives the team minus one minus one uh, pied piper. Um, and was just kind of trying to get little bits of value and then eventually kill with a giant flamenco zombie or whatever. And it worked great once, uh, and then the second time, not so much. I mean, it, it worked really well the second time, right up until that last turn, too. Like, it, yeah. it, I, I was really sweating it here. Like, I, I'm not great with combo decks because, naturally, my instinct is to play something every turn. But uh, this is a... Pretty typical repeat moss, Captain Combustible, running four repeat mosses and four plant foods. Oh, wow. Four plant foods. No no branching out into any other rare spell. Why? Plant food's awesome. It's one of the best cards in the game. <laughs> well, plant food is awesome, but, I mean, you want to have you want to have options, right? I mean, so you could have done, um, you could have, like, what could you have done? You could have done, like, Lava Guava. You could have done, I don't know, Petamorphosis. I was thinking um, about means... banana peel because that feeds into uh, oh yeah absolutely. repeat moss really well and sometimes gives you a bananasaurus, but I I decided that I had enough little cards already and like I'm running sweet pea to help with moving things and I've got four four banana bombs and four berry blasts and a handful of other tricks to grow things and a couple of coffee grounds too which really helped me a couple of rounds ago where I won with a ten attack umbrella leaf with double strike. <laughs> and uh, this was similarly pull it out of my butt fashion, where I was able to to whittle you down all the way in game five. Game two, it was really kicking my kicking my butt though. Yeah, game two, you kind of prematurely went all in. You know, you you ended up with a six seven repeat moss that you did a bunch of damage with, and I I had a um, conga you know deal one damage zombie that could get it to a six six, and then an alien ooze in hand. Um, I mean, there were I also had a um, a cheese shover at that point. So provided I survived the turn, kind of no matter what happened, I was going to be okay. Because cheese shover, of course, doesn't care about untrickable, which is one of the reasons. One of the reasons it's good. Um, when I dropped the repeat moss, when I did, I I was already so far behind because I was pretty much only just playing. Like I drew a whole bunch of banana bombs and berry blasts right away. So like I was just getting rid of all of your stuff, and by then it's like, okay, I need to start doing some damage or I'm going to lose, and I'm just. I was hoping that you didn't have that, and if I had waited one more turn, I would have drawn the Umbrella Leaf, but uh, by then I might have been dead. Like, I, like your, your Flamenco Zombies, like that, the fact that you can end the game at the start of your turn is mm -hmm. such a big thing. Yeah, for sure. And so one of, one of the things I said just offhandedly in, um, in one of the matches, I forget which one, was that I, I don't really like playing as Rose because all her superpowers are reactive, you know? Like, if, if they don't have a board, all of Rose's superpowers kind of don't do anything, and... Uh, and more or less, if you don't have a board, Captain Combustible superpowers kind of kind of go down in value. Captain Combustible is in the right uh, classes so that saving up a bunch of spells, you know, can be worth a lot to you, as we found out in game five. Um, but, you know, like 
the fact that when you were spending spells to kill my creatures that I was playing and you were leaving me behind with like, you know, maybe a one, one, maybe a two, one, they were just kind of plinking away. The fact that you were drawing superpowers cause I was burning through your block meter didn't actually help you come back. Um, so like one of the things that makes storming the board with weenies not good is that when you, when you trigger their super block and they get a superpower, sometimes they can kind of overpower your board full of weenies just as a consequence of getting a superpower, but Captain Combustible doesn't really do that. Um, and so I, w- I was perfectly content to let you sit there, shoot all my dudes, and and just kind of get little bits of value and eventually close out the game with a thing like a flamenco zombie. Um, yeah. And, you know, it that worked out for me in game two and didn't in game five, but that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, this, this Combustible deck does not have a lot of creatures in it. It's very, very trick-heavy. And I knew because you were playing Boogaloo that you had... You remove his spells for days, and I didn't want to lose what few creatures I had to, you know, alien ooze or disco butt or whatever. And I wanted to, and I just, I wanted to make sure I could save up my resources until I had something really big to play. I I did have a fair bit of removal, but but um, it was kind of it it wasn't all good at killing big stuff. Really, the only stuff that killed big creatures would have been singleton alien ooze and then the two cheese shovers. Everything else really either was um, the Disco Butt, which gives my, gives two damage, or everything else we either dealt one or gave minus one, minus one. Um, and I guess I had the um, the Squirrel Herders to, to randomly kill those particular plant creature types. Um, but, um, you know, like, so that that um, that Electric Boogaloo deck would have been much, uh, would have had a much harder time just kind of playing against a plant deck that just, like, played efficiently statted creatures and, and tried to try to commit to the board. Um, whereas like, you know, I was good at kind of sniping single things, um, yeah. with this deck. Yeah. And on top of that, you have the superpowers that do three damage for one mana. And those, yeah, that's right. Those terrifying, like, like, nope, I can't play my sweet pea yet. Cause he's just going to lightning bolt it. And that, yeah. that, that kept me on, on fringe for a while. Uh, okay. And then, so we got game three, uh, game three, I was playing my captain combustible deck which is not a repeat moss deck. I did build a repeat moss deck, but I chose not to play it. This was a Cro-Magnolia Shroom for Two deck, so um, it was just four Shroom for Twos and four Cro-Magnolias were my, um, were my rares. And then I just had some more Mushroom stuff, four Mushroom Grottos, four... Um, Wait, where did the Bluesberry come from then? Uh, Bluesberry is uncommon. Oh, I thought it was a rare. Mm-mm. Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, so my... Mush- my um, Mushroom stuff were the Shroom for Twos, four Grottos, four uh, Buff Shrooms, and then two um, of the Puff Shroom Zero Mana One Ones. Um, and then I had, you know, a little bit of Burn, uh, two Berry Angries, uh, and then to top it all off, I had uh, two uh, Pair of Pears and uh, four um, Bluesberries. Um, and Bluesberry is... Definitely like a very different kind of card than Repeat Moss. Repeat Moss kind of wants to, you know, charge its laser for a while and then kill you all at once. Um, whereas uh, Bluesberry is like much more of a mid-range card. And it, and it paid dividends for me because I was able to kill your like 9-2 or whatever your um, your mermaid thing was. Yeah, I, I went all in on the mermaid deck, for, on, the, uh, on buffing my mermaid for, for that game after you killed the first one. This is my, my Gravestone Infinity deck, and... I think it might be my best deck of the four. Like, this was the first time I've lost with this. It's running two Last Missions, two Cosmic Dancers, and four Mm. Surprise Gargantoirs. And it involves a lot of 
buffing things up, especially with the sugary treat, either the yeah. the hot dog imp or the mermaid imp, put it in the water lanes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Combined with some removal spells like Barrel of Barrels or the uh, Frozen Mustache and Springboard and Disco Butt and things like that. It's it's a really solid deck. I'm, I'm also running Ice Pirate, which I'm not in love with, but, you know, it's it's gotten me this far. Yeah, um, and I think, um, like, I... Um... I wanted to play a lot of removal because I had a feeling that decks like that would be good, you know, just either trying to cheese out a win with like like my first round opponent was um you know playing like ninja zombie the the one mana one one with antihero uh just trying to like move it around and like just get in damage um and so if I had removal to play then I could snipe that stuff and so like when you had that 9 2 I had banana bomb berry blast uh, and Bluesberry, all as ways to kill it. I didn't have any amphibious creatures, which I guess I maybe should have had. Um, I but think, I don't it, think Combustible has any. Uh, really? Or well, I, okay, I guess I don't have amphibious creatures, but there were options I had. So it could have been like Sweet Pea. I'm not playing Sweet Pea in here. Could have had um, like Sweet Potato. I don't have that. Um, but anyway, you get you get what I'm saying. Like I I, I chose to not metagame against that and instead play Burn Spells. Um, and it and it worked out okay. Um, I drew pretty well that game. Um, if you watch the video, which I certainly hope you have, um, you'll see that I drew a burn spell on kind of a number of critical turns. Um, you drew that Crow Magnolia on the turn that I played it. Um, and so, um, you know, I ended up, I ended up being able to, to be proactive in a way that a repeat moss deck kind of couldn't. Um, and so that was able to help, uh, to help propel me to victory. Um, but I mean, the deck is certainly quite fragile. You are playing a lot of X ones. And so like you fold pretty hard to like gizzard lizard. Yeah. You got a ton of value out of that mushroom grotto, like surprise gargantuar. I put in there as a way to prey on open lanes and hit for five real fast, but you dropped in so many little one, one tokens that there wasn't a clear lane for me to get through. And that ended up being my undoing. Uh, okay, and then so in game four, um, I played my Rust Bolt deck, which is definitely the weakest of the four. The I actually first played that in the quarterfinal rounds. I had gone either uh, 2-0 or... Yeah, I had gone 2-0 in every previous um, round, so I never had to play it. And um, so it was just pretty garden variety Rust Bolt stuff. My rares were three Sumo Zombies, uh, two um, Cosmic Sports whatever... And um and three uh, coaches, um and then I just had you know like arm wrestler, uh, healthy treat, rolling stone, lurch for lunch, cone zone, brain vendor, sports mascot, and and so on. Um and that was just kind of trying to like, you know, be on the board with okay creatures, maybe maybe like buff them with the mascot, and and you know eventually just kind of like coach them out in the way that you would just in a regular constructed game. Um, but I just don't think that this deck had game. Um, I think that had I tested it more, um, I would have, I don't even know what I would have done. I would have maybe gone a little bit bigger. Um, maybe I would have put some more conjuration stuff. Um, but this, this deck just kind of got steamrolled by your beta Caratina. Yeah. I'm very pleasantly surprised with how my BC deck turned out because this was the first time I used it in the tournament and, it was the deck I felt the worst about when using it in ladder to kind of test things out. But my my rares were four Tough Beats, which is a card that I will always stand for. It is one of my favorite cards. And yeah. four Tricorns because, you know, it's it's wonderful. It shuts the door really fast. And I didn't even, di didn't even need Tricorn at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, well, your conjurations were insane. I mean, like, there's really nothing much else to say about that. I mean, like, my deck kind of stumbled out of the gate, and I was not really doing so hot. But I mean, like, your conjurations were just bonkers. Um, and um, your the card quality you were able to get in that case um, was was just like something my deck couldn't handle. Yeah, you can't. Um, re- there, there's no there's no defending against a walnut bowling in a budget deck, and I I didn't feel. When when I when I played that trick, I saw the Walnut Bowling and the uh, the Espresso Fiesta. I was like, oh boy, if I, if I don't win this, I just need to delete the app. But uh, Leaf Blower really came through for me. That was something I'm super happy putting in there as a another way to get things off the field, especially with your pesky little mascot imp. Yeah, um, Leaf Blower was was an, an, a definite oversight of mine. It was not in my Beta Caratina deck at all, um, and um, Sort of like how um, Primordial Cheese Shover and so on, like we've been talking about how good that is. In in a format like this, where the, the just power level of the cards is much lower, good effects that come attached to an okay creature are just like through the roof in power level. So like, you know, Chili Pepper, 3-mana 2-1, not so great. But like, you know, freezing a, freezing a zombie is a whole card's worth of value in a format like this, where it might just be like okay in a, in a regular constructed game. Um, and so, um, leaf blower just like kind of totally outvalued me. Like environments are very good in this format, as we've said. So like spike weed sector is very good. Cone zone is very good. There are plenty of others, um, uncommon zombie environments like, um, like, uh, total eclipse and, uh, meteor Z, um, that I'm sure people played a lot in this tournament. Um, and, um, I'm running three Planet of the Grapes and three Spikeweed Sectors, and that, that benefits both the Planterns and the Leaf Blowers I have going. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we had Game 5. Uh, um, I, I, just got, I just got lazy. That's really all there is to say. I mean, the, the, the Electric Boogaloo deck was firing on all cylinders. I had the best trick to start with, which is the... Um, or rather, the best opener to start with, which is the Unlife of the Party plus Make the Two One Ones. Um, and I even lost my first, um, on life of the party and I just had a second one to follow it up. I had like, it was very hard to do better than that, but just like, because I don't know, I just wanted to, wanted to play flamenco zombie because flamenco zombie is a cool card. Um, I would have even still presented lethal with playing the, the, the cheese shover. You know, I would have had nine power on the board and you were at nine. Um, but I just like, didn't think for that quarter of a second and, and, allowed you to to pull it out in like like snatch victory from the jaws of defeat yeah it it was the exact combination of cards i needed that you can only do with captain combustible and i didn't even need the repeat moss like i had the repeat moss ready to go to take on down your own life of the party and hope that the block meter liked me but then i i, I counted I, I counted again and i saw that and it was, it was right there i uh, i'm sorry it had to end that way um you know, in in a, in, a, in a better world, that game wouldn't have happened in game five. Like that. Eh, I mean, one of us had to die. It's true. Yeah, I I was really really on the ropes there. Like that was that was invigorating and thrilling and everything I hoped for. You know, playing my my friend and partner in podcasting. Well, thank you very much. I mean, and and it's it's a great teaching tool. Also, you know, like just goes to show you, no matter how ahead you are. Even if you're 99.9% to win the game, stopping to think about what you're going to do, what you get punished by if you if you take a riskier line to play is always the right thing to do. And I didn't do that in that moment. And 
you had the one in a million combination to 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 shut the game out, and there's it's nobody's fault but my own. Yeah, and uh, now I'm on to the finals, and you're on to the third place game. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, good luck in the finals. I think the finals are maybe even a best of seven. Yeah, yeah, um, they are. That's. Uh, yeah, that's I don't know nuts. what I'm going to do for that because at that point you need to figure out okay, which of these decks do I feel good enough about to throw out there multiple times, and you know, especially with like figuring out what my opponent has waiting for me. We're kind of putting you at a bit of a disadvantage by by publicizing the decks, and and you know, I guess there's really no rule against against you changing it up a little bit. Um, but like you know, I'm, your I'm, opponent I'm not gonna. Is... I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the same. Uh, the same deck lists I've been using and just accept that people have seen my hands, but people have seen my hands from the previous games. So if whoever wins on the other, the other side of the bracket does their homework, then like good for them for caring that much about this tournament to like watch the YouTube videos with 10 views and listen to this podcast. Yeah. And I mean, um, you know, I, I would say that an advantage of the kinds of decks that you built generally is that, um, you have a lot of conjuration, and um, conjuration, as we saw, um, is capable of just giving you cards that are way outside the card quality range of of the things that would normally be legal in this format. And so, like, I mean, you had a mixed up Grave Digger in one of the deck in one of the games we played. Like, you're not going to beat a mixed up Grave Digger in a format like this. Like, nobody, I guarantee you, zero people are going to be playing Blockbuster as one of their rares, one of their eight rares. Um, and so, mixed up Grave Digger is just going to wreck somebody. And um, you know, there are plenty of cards like that that are capable to be conjured off of, you know, Zombie Middle Manager, uh, Beta Caratina's Ultimate, Cosmic, whatever photosynthesizer you know like i mean i won a game off a of photosynthesizer by conjuring a body cord and getting an extra block um you know like there's you've you've got a higher variance set of cards to be sure i mean like you might get crap off the conjures but i think that um the average card quality off the conjure is going to be better than the cards you'd be legally allowed to include also uh one last thing if if you're into this and you have a, a friend who's also really into this game then try having a match while also having a skype call because it kind of changes things up yeah that was really fun that was the first time i'd ever really done that um i i don't want to put the card before the horse here because i mean you are going to be the one that's editing all this video uh crap which is you know the first time we've ever had to do that um but um i i would not be opposed to you know having like you know battle royale type episodes where the episode is just like us playing a bunch of games against each other you know if this isn't too much extra work you know i think that that would be a cool change of pace yeah hopefully the youtube videos turn out uh fun for for people who aren't just us because i i'm gonna go in there and splice in the audio commentary we had running during the whole thing and hopefully that turns into a, a presentable fun product oh also i mean you should probably put this on the video and and people who have seen the videos will know this by now, but you lost your recording for game five, and so game five was just from my perspective. Right, yeah. Um and and so um there there should be a disclaimer on the video and, and you will you will have figured that out uh if you were paying attention. Um but um all the all the games games one through four are from Mike's perspective, game five is from my perspective. You know, the it's reasonably easy to record, you know, your phone screen. Um and um I had tons of fun doing this and I think I would have even more fun if we got to play like real decks. I think that if we were able to really throw haymakers, this this kind of back and forth format would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh let us know what you think about this weird, very special episode of Shroom for Two. Yeah, give us uh write to us at shroomfor2podcast at gmail dot com. 
the regular show will be back next week and uh you know we'll be back to doing uh listener mail and class warfare and all that normal stuff but uh again mike good games Yes. Good, good luck in the finals. Good game, Taylor. Thank you so much. I'm really glad that we were able to face off against each other in such a a high stakes part of the tournament. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad for I'm glad for making such a uh, such a hilarious and 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 impactful uh, play in the game to give us so much shit to talk about. Yeah, and it, it, it turns out that people who make a podcast about a card game uh, turns out they're they're not too bad at the card game. So I'm I'm glad we were both able to prove our merit by making it this deep. Yeah, and the flip side of that coin is people who have had card games in their bloodstream for, you know, 25 years of their life um, and who have been playing Magic for longer than they can remember and who think about card games several hours out of every day are not immune to making giant mistakes. Um, and it's a good way to to remain humble um, about about you know where your brain is at. It's a good way to improve your play and your deck building. To just like sit down after a game where you made a mistake and say, okay, what could I have done different? Um, how how did I set myself up to make this mistake? You know, in what ways could I have played differently before the mistake so that I didn't have the opportunity to actually screw it up at the time when I screwed it up? You know, there's a lot there's a lot to think about and a lot to reflect on when you are really really thoughtful about your card game decisions. Um, and that's what keeps me coming back to games like this. Even when I screw up, it's a great story. It's a great thing to learn from. Um, and, you know, you all got to see it as well. So I'm in, I'm half embarrassed, half proud that we made uh, such a good set of uh, videos for the viewers here. All right. All that and more next time on Shroom for Two. I've been Mike. And I've been Taylor. Skyshooter New Meta. Well, gee, gee, I guess. There we go. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty much semifinal fight. Good game, man. Uh, all, all of good them. Game. Good game. Wow. Jeez. Uh, oh boy. All right. Oh, wow. I'm so glad I caught that. It was like I was ready to repeat Moss and then special lane two and just hope for the block mirror to be nice to me, but that worked better. Well, I lost by getting greedy instead of playing it safe. Um, so I actually feel kind of okay about that. I am, so, I am so mad at you. I cannot even articulate how mad I am at you. That was just like exactsies perfect. It's my own damn fault for not playing around it. I mean, that Ugh. was a, a pretty exact combination of cards for that mana. Yeah, yeah, that was like, that might have been the only combination in the entire game that would have gotten you yeah. to where you needed to be. Yeah, at first I was I was looking at I, before I saw the mutation. I'm like, ah, oh, crap! I can do 18 damage to him, and then I saw, oh wait, I have two mana left over. Wow, I do think it is kind of funny that like the times I've won with the repeat moss combo deck, I've won using something else as the the holder of all the buffs. Uh, like because before I had the umbrella leaf with ten attack and double strike that did it for me. <laughs> oh, that guy must have been real mad. Oh man, can't be as mad as me. Uh, I, mean, <sighs> I, I didn't want to do it to you like that, but the random number generator said so. Bad beats, bad beats. Okay, now, right. do you want to do you want to take twenty in the angry dome? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to put all this shit in Dropbox anyway. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh my. God. No matter.